Okay, we also online on radio. In case somebody wants to join us on the radio, that would be fine. Nice to have you, my brother, this morning. It's nice to have you. And uh, yes, so many things we need to catch up with in the spirit. So many things the Father is saying and emphasizing in this brand new day that we need to emphasize. All right. Okay, let's let's pray. Father, we thank you for a day like this, another time to be in your presence, to hear your voice and to join the company of them that you are speaking to, you ministering to in this new day. Father, we appreciate your mind. We appreciate your counsel, your plan, your purpose. We thank you, Lord, that you're revealing your truth to us. More than ever before, you are showing us the path to your intentions. You are revealing your desire and, 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 and will to us. We thank you, Lord. We come this a privilege to be part of a company of people. I've always wondered how life is. To, to live on earth without being able to hear, without being able to know, without being able to have direction. And indeed, I've lived in that realm before, Father, where my life was without clarity and direction and purpose. And I thank you, Lord, this day that you're able to bring us into the proximity of your mind, of your will. You're speaking to us of the things to come. You're speaking to us about the things that are happening in our lives, in our environment. We appreciate you for this, oh God that you can continue to speak to us. You have never stopped speaking. Thank you, Lord, that your word is there to minister life to us, to give us perspective, to give us clarity, to give us direction. We honor you for all these things, oh God. We do not take them for granted. No one, oh God, takes this thing to themselves, take this honor upon themselves, except those that you have called. Thank you for calling us and for awakening our spirit man, for giving us that hearing ears and that eyes to see and that ears, oh God, yes, that is inclined to your voice. We thank you. We thank you that our spirit man this morning, oh God, is being awakened, that our spirit, yes, is being who is being drawn, is being pulled to the place of your good pleasure. Father, we can be so carried away by so many things happening around us. Indeed, we live in a day that is boggled down by sensuality, by materialism. So we can be so captured by elemental things, material things, to the point where we cannot hear you. But we thank you this morning that we are making a choice. Yes, and it's a choice. It's a battle that we will step out of the flesh, out of our material world, into that realm, into that reality where we can hear you, we can listen to your voice. And so we thank you this morning that as long as you continue to speak, there will be an earring ears on earth to listen, to hear, and to respond to your intention. So we thank you, Father, that your Spirit will continue to guide us, that the Holy Spirit will continue to lead us in that path of truth. We honor you. We bless your name. We glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. I'm just wondering why this thing is a bit blurring this morning. I'm not sure what's going on with, with the adjustment of my camera. But I know it's a bit blurring. You may not see me properly, but I'm not sure why it's why it's blurring. <laughs> you know, it's some some morning it just happens like this. Everything just go crazy, but uh, we always win. We always win. We always win. We always win. I'm just trying to see if I can adjust. You know the you know the. It's not even allowing me now. 
go. Now it's now showing the other side. All right. Okay, I think I got it back. <clears throat> okay. Thank you so much, guys. Um, yeah, that's one of those things that we are dealing with. That is part of life. We, we don't cry over that. We just find a way out. All right. Um, if you've been following me for a few days now, all right, for a while I was doing some writing. I've not been able to really communicate with us. And that is because I've been, you know, I just finished a, a writing that I was doing. Or I think that sound, that looks a, a little bit better because I was in balance. You know, my office is very small here. I, I use a caravan, you know, and I obviously don't want to use the house because um, the families are still sleeping. So I have to get myself into this cold thing. <laughs> you talk about, you know, the struggle and, and the battles of, of maintaining your focus in the Lord. All right. That's why I'm dressed for about three clothes here. It's, it's very cold in here. But we have to, we have to press further. We have to engage with the spirit of God. The thing is, God says, if you, if you, if you don't draw near to me, he won't draw near to you. Okay. So it's a choice. And that's, that's a secret. Personally, I have learned for the past, uh, you know, two decades plus that if you're going to walk with God, you have to make a choice. All right. Yes. He will always give you the desire, the willing and the willingness. But if you don't make that choice to say, okay, I want to go with God. I'm, I'm going to go that extra mile. I'm going to go regardless of the rain, the fire, the storm. All right. If you're not determined, you're not going to see God turn up. You're not going to see God show up. All right. It, it's just about faith. You have to take that first step of faith, even though he's gone ahead of you. But if you don't trust him to take that step, first step of faith, you're not going to see him turn up. So that's, that's just, you know, something I think maybe you need to, we need to learn in this new day, all right? That if you're waiting for, you know, some comfort, all right? Or you think God is going to meet you in your comfort zone. It's not going to happen. And that's why there's a staring of the waters right now, all right? All kinds of things are happening. God is disrupting our, uh, you know, our normalcy. He's changing. He's, he's shaking our nest, all right? He's, he's, he's screaming on our head. There are shoutings here that are war here, fighting there. All kinds, all these things that are happening, okay? They are all part of you know the the you know the call of the spirit they are all part of you know the sound of awakening so let's not run away let's not hide from the challenges of life well i think i've begun with my message already Let, let's not let's not run away let's not you know chicken away all right life situations okay are bound to happen and we are bound to rise up amen and face them regardless of where they're coming from in most time they, they they are domestic all right and then they are you know you know community wise okay then you find they're coming from you know even from a national you know perspective all right somebody doesn't know if they're going to retain their job or, or they're going to get fired tomorrow you know it, it, everything looks just un, unreal and uncertain that's the day we live in an uncertain day but if we live in the realm of the spirit and we live by the prophetic then our future is certain because we already know who is in our future so our life should not be boggled down should not be limited we should not we should not be afraid to explore to step out of the norm to step out of you know the 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 boat into that realm into that reality amen of, of the voice of god when we hear the voice of god we step out People may be saying to us, oh, you don't want to go. Oh, can't you, can't, excuse me, can't you see the storm? Can't you feel, you know, the wind? Can't you feel the fire? Step out. Remember that he's in charge of all this element, be it wind, be it fire, be it storm, be it, you know, uh, 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 
flood. He, I mean, he, he is the God who rises upon the flood. We've got to understand. That's why the, 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 the nature of the days that we live in, amen, the demands that we empower our spirit man, that we upgrade, amen, our spiritual focus. We adjust our mentality. We come to a position in our in our walk with God where when where we know, excuse me, why where we know that He has gone ahead of us, that we are not amen alone. Even when we feel alone, even when we feel lonely. There are two different things, amen. Feeling lonely and being alone. Thank you, my brother, for sharing that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. All right, that we know that feeling lonely and being lonely are two different things. But no matter how we feel, we should understand that our faith surpasses our feeling. All right, faith we can also feel because faith amen, is a dimension of the spirit. Faith is a reality of the spirit. Now, one of the things that is to me that is challenging to our society today, and I'm talking about the body of Christ when I talk about society, I'm talking about the church, all right, is the, is the issue of really depending, leaning on our own mind. The Bible says, lean on to, do not lean onto your own understanding. If you lean onto your understanding, you're going to make bad decisions. You're going to be dragged down. All right. Atalia is going to drive you out of town. Jezebel is going to drive you out of town. All right. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the voice, the voice of, of Goliath will keep you hiding somewhere. Yes. The Midianite will shut your voice. They will keep you in the hole. Yes. So, so we've got to understand that this is a day God is making demands. So whatever you're going through right now, it could be, it could be, you know, in, 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 within your, you know, uh, uh, domestic life. Okay. It could even be an issue between you, your husband and your wife. All right. You and your children or you and your father, your mother, you know, God will use situation. Okay. To, 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 to bring your, your focus back to him. God will use, it will use finance. It will use need. It will use issues. It will use your boyfriend, your girlfriend. It will use everything around to call your attention back to base and say, "Hey, you're going off. You're going off track, amen." You've got because at the end of it, the scripture said. In fact, I was reading a guy this morning. God says, "I will shake everything that can be shaken." So, if you're going through a shaking right now, you've got to understand. In fact, I'm going to read that scripture because it's part of a scripture I need to read this morning. All right, but God, but, but before God spoke, amen, that he's going to shake everything that, that can be shaking, he already gave a word. He said, do not be afraid. He said, don't be afraid. If there is anything you and I need in this, in the days we live in, amen, is to overcome the spirit of fear. The spirit of, of fear will limit us from advancing. The spirit of fear, amen, will keep us, amen, in, in, in some hole somewhere, in some cave somewhere. This is not the day to live in the cave Adulam. There's a place for Adulam. There's a place where we need to be with David in Adulam. But there is a place where David is living Adulam. He's living cave Adulam. David is living cave Adulam. We are tracking the technology in David. There's a scripture, you know, I've shared, I found that scripture not too long ago. First, uh, uh, first Samuel, you know, uh, uh, 17, 55. Powerful scripture. We see David. What, what, a, what a man. David is a technology for us. You see David, he went to Adullam. He went to Ziglag. From Ziglag, he went to Hebron. From Hebron, he went, amen, to take you know, the city of David. He went to establish himself a city. You, you, you see this pro progression. But, 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 but before you even get into all this, you, you see David as a young man, all right? You know, standing before this giant. But before he stood before the giant, the Bible says, you know, that his father sent him. And th this is part of what I really want to share this morning. Thank you, everyone, for joining. The Bible said his father sent him to go take, you know, food 
all right you know cheese and bread to his brother at the backside of the wilderness like i was sharing yesterday i mean who in his right mind will send his boy to to the battlefront to go you know to go give his brother you know food i mean whose father in his right mind will say my son i love you so much please can you take this uh, uh food to you you know to you know to your brother who are fighting they are in the midst of war i mean do you want to kill the boy yeah so the the, the 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 sense we get there is it was providence it was god amen that steered the heart of jason and said jason i need you to send david and like i was sharing yesterday morning all right there will be situation where god will be steering there will be circumstance all right they may look very ordinary yes god moves within the within the ordinary things of life okay you know sometimes we want god to to shake the curtain we want you know some angels to come flapping wheels no god will send you know i mean you may just be in, excuse me in discussion with somebody all right in a coffee shop and God may just be using your discussion that what that person is saying all right to you know to instruct you you know to be informing you about something all right to be telling you about what you need to do next so you've got to have the ear in ears in the days we're living all right you must be all ears all ears must be open amen don't don't take conversation lightly because within the conversation heaven is speaking most of the things that I've done in my life are within conversation. I'm chatting with people. I'm speaking with people. All right. I'm talking to somebody and they will respond. All right. In just normal sitting, you know, you enjoy yourself. And from there, God is speaking. Some of the revelation that I have, you know, I have gotten in life. All right. I, you know, among, you know, few people that I, you know, I, you know, I, I know we're chatting on the phone. All right. A friend calls me from UK when we're chatting and suddenly God drops a bombshell just by a conversation. And that thing just exploding your spirit, boom! You wow, yes. So we, we, we've got to we've got to go beyond this religious thing that we're looking for some form, some four walls. And I'm not saying that church is not important. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, you know, because of the nature of the days that we live in, God will be speaking to us from various areas and dimensions that we least expect. So yes, David, all right, a shepherd boy. His father said, David, come here. I need you to go. I mean, your brothers have been fighting for 40 days now. They've been facing this Philistine. Can you please take some bread and some milk and cheese to them? Yes, daddy, I'll do that. And that was it. And that was it. And that was the occasion that prepared the platform for David to step into destiny. Did you see what I'm talking about? So, so we've got to be ready at all times. Let me give you another word. Let me give you another word. Thank you, Father. I, I see the Lord giving us a pattern. Let me give you another word. The Bible says, two shall be in the field. All right. You know, years ago, you know, decades back, when we look at those scriptures, we think of rapture. The Bible says, two shall be in the field. One shall be taken and the other left. One shall be taken and the other left. Two shall be sleeping on, you know, on the bed. One shall be taken and the other left. Oh, yes. Before you bring your, you know, your charismatic cap, let me tell you that this is beyond just rapture. This is a position of approval and disapproval. Within the normalcy of life, within the normalcy of life, what is there in sleeping? That even when you are sleeping, you should be in tune with heaven. That's what the scripture is saying. That even while you are sleeping, listen to this. The one that is taken is the approved one. The one that is left behind is the disapproved one. But they were both doing the same thing. They were both sleeping. They are both walking. I mean, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think I wrote an article, you know, three or four years ago on this. In fact, it must be about five years ago on this concept. All right. When God move within the normalcy of your life, 
when God begins to disrupt you. So, so you have to be tracking with the spirit, all right? While you are working, while you are on your computer, while you are, you know, coding, while you are, you know, you know, like my sister, you're doing your modeling, whatever you're doing, all right? While you are engaging in teaching somebody somewhere, while you are cooking, you know what? Most time while I'm cooking, oh, you may, you may know understand i love cooking you know it's just that for a while i've not been cooking but when the anointing comes upon me oh i can cook i love to cook while i'm cooking the spirit of god is speaking to me while i'm you know doing dishes while i'm you know you know cleaning the house while i'm doing things that look so normal and ordinary heaven is there speaking to me speaking to me in fact in fact the advancement of of a true mature prophet or a true believer all right is that god uses every every aspect of your being what you call domestic life amen is the platform for your spiritual upgrade why you call you know domestic you know this is domestic why you're washing all right your backtop heaven is speaking to you why you're doing that washing all right i mean yeah i mean yes we still use your, your machine but sometimes because my my you know my my school excuse me my children school uniform is you know is white so sometimes you have to wash it with it so while i'm washing washing those things i'm washing you know their color i'm washing you know their sleeves because you know you know these days these machines don't wash this clothes come on come on talk to me now i'm talking spiritual things here now <laughs> You know, while I'm washing the color of those, of those white shirts, heaven is speaking to me and say, you see, this is how the things of the spirit are. You have to apply pressure to it and you have to maintain that pressure. If you don't do it, guess what? The flesh, the soul will continue to remain. There is a stain. The Bible says God is coming for, amen. Jesus is coming for a church, amen, without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. Why do you have to go through so much effort to remove a stain from a white shirt? Because you don't want the white shirt, amen, to be stained. You, you know how it is when you wear a shirt that is stained, you wear a white shirt and you see stain. The stain just stands out. So you want to remove the stains. Alright? So sometimes heaven leaves you long enough all right, in the washing machine. They just, <laughs> they just keep washing you. <laughs> God brings an Isaiah across your way to keep washing you. Keep washing you. Yeah, the Bible says while we are washed by the washing of the water through the word of God, yes, that we daily continue to look into that perfect law of liberty, then we are being changed. Yes, there, ha there has to be a continuity. So even within what you call domestic life, there's not, listen, every aspect of our life, amen, has a spiritual code so don't 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 try to disengage with from the realities of life all right while you're having discussion with your boss you need to be very sensitive all right that you know that the words that you speak amen are words that will, will convey wisdom all right this was this was uh, 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 um, nehemiah nehemiah knew how to engage Nehemiah didn't, didn't go to his boss. He said, "Hey, boss, uh, the, the, the 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 gates and the and the and the walls of my father's house are shut up. Please allow me to go. If you say so, you are dead." So Nehemiah had to create, amen, an environment that that the boss can notice him. The Bible says the king looked at him and said, "Why why you look why you why you why do you look so sad? Uh, not this." Note this, you dare not look sad when you're presenting wine to the king. You don't look, you must be at your best. You must be at your best, all right? The way you present it, you don't go, you, you, you know, you know, people who are into uh, um, 
you know, uh, uh, hospitality. I'm sure they understand what I'm talking about. If you know about hospitality, I'm, well, I, I really don't know much. I, I didn't study hospitality, but I studied serving people. I mean, I served people. I served people in my life. And they taught me, all right, that when you're presenting something to elderly people that you, you don't just take, you know, there's a way you do it. There's a way you present it. You, you, you do it with, with the caution, with the caution of respect and honor and dignity. All right, and, 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 and that that goes a long way. So so as a butler, you're presenting, you know, as 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 a waiter, you're presenting something. You're presenting, you present that thing. Even if your world is going crazy, you're going, you know, everything is collapsing. No, you 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 do it with smile. You do it with love. You do it with you know respect. So Nehemiah is presenting this thing to the king with love and, and smiling. But the king could see through his smile and say, "I oh, know something is wrong with this boy. What's wrong with you?" Why is your face? <clears throat> oh, King, look forever. I'm asking you, speak, speak, speak. So, the gates and the walls of my father's house, of my, my country, they are bumped down. And I feel a bit down about it. And the king answers, so what do you want to do? Okay, he says, send me. Did you see what I'm trying to bring out? That, that, our purpose will be manifest. The grace of God, the, the, the capacity to become vessels of God, amen, will be up, will be will, will, will show out, will be revealed within our commitment to our normal life. Alright? Because what we define to be normal is not normal before God. Everything about God, amen, is a mission. Everything about our life tied to God is a mission. Alright? So my, my connection to you, amen, is is you know, is a mission. You see, I you notice I tried to adjust this thing because it wasn't showing what well I had to adjust it that's how life is you have to keep adjusting before you before you finally get what you want or else you will live in a dimension of religion and religion will keep you limited, all right? Because religion is a state of mind, is a, is a, is a philosophy that tells you certain things you cannot do, certain areas you cannot, you know, you can't touch, all right? There has to be this particular way you must present yourself. You must come on. That you know, that's a lie. You know that 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 is cosmetics. You see, we've got to move away from you know the cosmetics of Christianity. All right? We've got to begin to face the reality of who we are because it's from the reality of our life that God deals with us. God is a real God. All right, God is no fake. God is no fake. He doesn't deal with fake people. He, uh, he doesn't move with fake people. If you're still trying to paint your face before you, you're still trying to, you know, present you know uh, uh, you know some you know some aspects of your life in a particular front and god looks into remember he looks into our heart he doesn't look at our presentation all right the world looks at presentation god looks deep into the heart no wonder the world is fa failing because you know i can easily present anything i mean look if you look at what is happening across the world People that you thought that they knew they, they knew what to do, they understand life, they understand law, they understand leadership. I mean, they are the ones failing us. You know why? Because when they when they apply for the job or they were chosen for the job, they gave a good presentation. And the world, <laughs> blind people, the world look at the presentation and they give them the job only to realize that, uh oh, sorry, we gave the wrong person. Because when it comes to practicality, they are not ready. You see, David did not have to present, you know, some fake, you know, life. No, he was ready when you are ready on the inside. I tell you, 
where I am right now, take me from where I am right now, put me all right, in the, in the White House. I will proclaim and declare the word of the Lord. All right, without having have to scream, I'm a prophet sent of God. No, I would do it in wisdom that somebody will listen to me. And if you take me right now, put me in, you know, in, in, in Somalia or you put me somewhere in, in Saudi Arabia, I will still present Christ without going around, all right, screaming, Jesus Christ is lost so that my head can be beheaded. <laughs> Did you get the point that I'm making? Everything, amen, is stacked with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Presentation can be done, amen, from the position of our spirit man without us being compromised, without us, amen, expressing some false life. You know, one of the things that I hate that I see around today is 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 the fakeness. If there's a is a there's a word like that, you know, people are too fake. They're too plastic. They're too plastic. They're not real. No wonder the power of God cannot rest upon them. No wonder the power of God, the grace of God cannot, because God will not rest on that which is compromised, on that which is a lie. All right, deception is when you try to portray a lie to be true. Deception is when you try to portray a lie to be the truth. That's deception. All right. So, so if you're not discerning, you can easily be fooled. You can easily be deceived. All right. I mean, people are talking about all kinds of things today in our country, South Africa here. All right. I mean, the public protector, people are already talking about this woman that no, she's not fit for the job. I mean, I'm not a politician. I don't side no side. But the question I'm asking myself is, I mean, this woman was vetted. This woman amen, was you know, interviewed by parliament. Parliamentarians interviewed this woman. And the interview was was tensed. So you you take this woman through all this interview, only for you to discover that in her performance, all right, she's she's making terrible errors. Didn't somebody see this before <laughs> that happened? I'm just trying to highlight. You see the flaws of men that that we can be easily carried away by presentation. And that's why today, if you're looking for a woman, you shouldn't be looking for you know the beauty, the facial beauty. If you're looking for a man, you shouldn't be looking for how, you know how he's dressed. You shouldn't be looking for you know the you know the the physique. You'll be flawed. <laughs> you, I mean, that is that that is that's that's the system of the world. Yes, presentation, branding. They call it branding everything all right must be packaged you see there's nothing packaged about where i am this is just who i am everything here you know it's just crazy here but i know what i know what i need i know where everything is okay yes my books are there this everything looks like but i know i understand everything that is going on around me every book amen has got all this book you see here they've got a reason this one i can easily pick it from my back all right? We do things with divine objective. We're not living to present our life where on the inside we are empty. That's the point that I'm making. You shouldn't be empty. What is on what is on the inside should be what is what is what is being expressed within your world. Your world should be governed by your spirituality, not by your soul soul life, not by your you know mental you know you know limited you know soulish capacity. The world will eat you up. One shall be taken you know the other shall be left behind so you want to be approved in the days that you live in you've got to enter into the realm of what i call divine authenticity you have to be an authentic person you have to be and it's from that position that we can pray effectively you can't even pray effectively if you're not authentic what would it be saying you're saying you're saying the right thing but your heart amen, is completely different jesus said these people draw near to me with their mouth but their heart is far from me what what a state of life 
what a state of life i mean we, we we should be getting to a point where we where we're getting tired amen of of duality <clears throat> of duality all right we we want to live by the spirit and we want us to live by the soul we, you cannot you've got to bring your soul to collapse into the nature into the life of the spirit it may take a while but guess what if you are able to successfully bring your soul to submit to the authority of the spirit i can assure you that you're good to go you are onward bound i tell you you win the game you win the game of life all right it may take a while for you to finally bring your soul and, and i'm speaking from experience so i'm not telling you that it's easy i'm not telling you it's easy it took a while it's gonna take a while it could take a couple of years i don't want to scare you i'm going to tell you the truth but if you continue if you continue if you continue daily like i was giving you the illustration all right of of the washing if you, if, if you continue washing, if you continue applying pressure and you continue to use the right detergent, guess what? You're going to get that soul clean up. <clears throat> you're going to get that soul clean up. Come on. That soul, you're going to get it to align, to submit. Listen to this. Every aspect of your life is designed to be spiritual because spirituality is not just an act. It's a state of existence. Spirituality is not just a state. It's not just an act. It's not just acting. No, it's a state of being. So your soul should be spiritual. All your faculty, amen, are designed to be spiritual. Why are people today doing yoga? Because they are looking for peace. Peace is a spiritual quality. Oh, come on, Isaiah. Peace is a spiritual quality. The soul cannot give you peace. Peace comes from God. The Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Peace is a product of God. It's not a product of yoga. Yoga is limited to the soul life and they call it spirituality. No, 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 no. You cannot find, you cannot find your true self. You cannot find your true not like they call it. You cannot find peace within the soul. The soul is too crazy. The soul is too, you know, everything the soul does, all right, is to mirror, is to mirror the spirit, but on a perverted level. Everything the soul does is to mirror the spirit, but on a perverted level. So if you listen to this, you see something that you like. Oh, you pursue that thing. Yes, 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 yes. I like, I like this woman. I, I want to marry this woman. It's your soul. It's your soul. Because the soul is projecting, all right, desire, passion for that thing. Okay. All right. Just have that woman uh, in the next six months. Your soul sees something better than her. Your soul going to say, ah, no, 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 no. This one, now she's getting too fat. Oh, no, she's getting too slim. She's too dark. No, 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 no. No, no, she's too colored. The soul will always find a reason to dump what is no more interested in. The soul is inconsistent. Are you still there? <laughs> the human soul is inconsistent. Inconsistent. You cannot live, build your life on. That's why the world, you see, look at everything the world do. Look at what they build on, in the Tower of Babel. You think that was a power of the spirit? No. That's a power of the soul. When people come together, they come together on the power of the soul. You see, you can come together on two order. Just like there are two nations, all right? There is, a, there is called, you know, the New Jerusalem, the nation of God, the New Jerusalem, not the Jerusalem people travel to. That's not the nation of God. The New Jerusalem, amen, is a dimension of a life coming from heaven. It's a reflection of the nature of the kingdom of God and Babylon. Those are the two order. The New Jerusalem and Babylon. There are no, there are no, there are no two other nations. So everything we do, amen, are designed within the values of these two order. 
So you can be living from the order, amen, of the Jerusalem of God, or you can be living from the order of Babylon. Babylon represents the soul life, amen. The Jerusalem, amen, that we're talking about represents the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Represent the values of God. So, so whatever you're doing, you, 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 you're getting a job, you're getting married, amen. You, you're looking for a business, you're starting a career, all right. Your, 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 your pursuing finance must be done from the value of Jerusalem <clears throat> because everything you do from the value of Jerusalem is to advance the kingdom of God. So you can't tell me that, oh, you're pressing into the kingdom of God, but your value is expressing Babylon. Babylon ruled by the soul. They say, let's come together and build ourselves a tower to reach God. That is Babylon. Babylon, amen, wants your soul to use its own power, its own ability. All right? That, 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 that is Jeroboam. Jeroboam, amen, built, a, you know, an altar, a temple, one in Dan. I think one in Samaria, if I'm not mistaken. All right? In case the people, because he was afraid that the people of God will go to, will go to, uh, uh, you know, the, the house of the Lord in Jerusalem to go worship. So he decided, no, I'm going to give the people an alternative pattern. What, what, a, what, what a perverted man. You see, that is what happens when, listen to this, that is what happens when authority is given to an insecure person. When authority is given to an insecure person, all right? They use the authority to cage the people of God. You see, through authority, set people free. Alright? Perverted, illegitimate authority imprison people. So, so, so Jeroboam, <laughs> Jeroboam said, no, no, no. Rather than the people going up there to go worship, we, I'd rather build them an alternative. And yes, he created an alternative system of worship. And he placed, alright? His Bible says he took, he took priests. People that are not designed to be priests, he just called them, give them, you, I make you a bishop, you, I make you a pastor, you, I make you an apostle, you, I make you prophet. <laughs> that is Jeroboam for you. Are you getting the, are you getting the gist? Are you getting the, where the spirit of the Lord, you see, I'm just speaking about the spirit now. Uh, you know, I, I, this is why I said, come, let's listen to what the spirit, we, we want to track the spirit of God in this new day. Alright, so while we're seeing all these crazy things happening around us, we've got to understand that there are two value systems. That's why you people say, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian, but the definition of Christianity is first reflected in the, polit in a, in the po politics of their life, all right? In, in their po political preference, all right? Uh, you know, the, the, the definition of their Christianity is first of a national, you know, their national identity. How can it be that you are first a South African, you are first a Nigerian, you are first a Zimbabwe, you are first a Botswana, you are first an American before you are first a Christian? Something must be wrong with your definition of Christianity. You're a first, amen, a believer in the Lord, amen, and then your nation follows. You see, that is the that is the Christianity that is being practiced today in America. So when you see that kind of Christianity, just know that there's going to be trouble. Just know that there's going to be trouble. That's why there is factionalism. That's why there is all this division. You see, the reason why there is division in the body of Christ is because our gospel is a factional gospel. It's a factional, you know, once I'm for Paul, once I'm for Apollos, once I'm for God knows who. Come on, we've got to, you see, when we come into the kingdom, we collapse our identity into the identity of Christ. I hope we're still on track. I hope you're still following me. 
You see, when we bring our identity into the very life, the very nature we have in Christ, where there is no Jews, there's no Gentiles, there is no barbarian, there's no Cynthia. Come on, we're, that we are all, we're, that we have all come into that oneness in Christ. We we now live in the order of the new Jerusalem, Madaba. We now live in the order of the new Jerusalem, be it white, colored, you know, a uh, 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 Caucasian, you know, uh, you know, African, you know, whatever you come from. Once you come to that order, we become one because it's the blood of Jesus Christ that flows in. Now, just like in normal human being, if you if you cut any, you know, human being, it's the same color of blood you see flow out of them. So where do we get this issue of race? Alright, you're white, you're black, you're colored, you're this, you're that. No, you don't speak of my language. No, you you look different. And, and 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 that divide us. You see, that is a principle of the world. That's what the world wants. That is the seed that has been sown in the garden. <laughs> that is from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Amen. The Bible says when Satan appeared in that garden in the form of a serpent. You know why they call do you know why Satan appeared in the form of a serpent? Because serpent was was back then the wisest, amen, the wisest creature outside man, outside outside man, the serpent, amen, was the wisest creature. This is the reason why the Bible says, Be wise, amen, as a serpent, but be harmless as a dove. The serpent, amen, is an expression, amen, of the wisdom, of the fallen wisdom. That is the manifestation of the wisdom of this world. Every time you see people operate in certain wisdom and certain ingenuity that is not attached to God, that is the serpenter spirit. It's called familiar spirit. They know things. They, they, can, they, can, they can look at your palm and tell you where you're coming from and where you're going. You say, how can that happen? <laughs> there are powers in this world. Don't, don't fool yourself. That's why those pastors are going to certain places to get power. Yes, and the powers are there because, you see, when the enemy, when the enemy fell, when Lucifer fell, he didn't just fall alone. He fell with power. Do you think God was moved by the power he fell with? No, because God knew that the man that he placed amen, on earth is more is, is hundred times powerful than him. That's why the battle of the last day are battles of the kingdom. Battles of the kingdom are battles of power, battles of ideology. You see, that's why the Bible says, we, the church, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That man, that woman, your husband, your wife, your cousin, your that they are not your problem. Those are, come on, don't reduce the battle to those little things. These are just elemental things. You want to understand your battle is in the realm of the spirit because the power that God gave to you is a power to deal with spiritual things, to deal with principality, to deal with territorial, hallelujah, position, to deal with generational, you know, dimensions of existence. You've got to understand this. What am I doing? I'm calling out. I'm making demand, amen, on that which has been locked up on the inside of you. This is not the time to go hide somewhere. This is not the time to allow some Midianite, amen, to kill keep you in some hole this is not a time to be romancing you know the revelation of of david in cave adulam it's time to come out because there is you know there are devils to fight come on 
This is the day we've got to prepare ourselves. We've got to put on the whole armor of God. We've got to be world ready. We've got to be kitted. We've got to be prepared. We've got to have a clear understanding of who we are. The greatest battle of today is the battle of truth. And battle of truth is connected to the battle of identity. If you know the truth... You know your identity. You know who you are. If you don't know the truth, you will live in fear. You know, some white person will tell you you're nothing. You have nothing. Shut up. Keep quiet. Come on. This is the time to rewrite history. Many of the things we have read, many of the things we have learned, all right, are half truth, perverted truth. It's time, amen, to rediscover the real reality. And that's why I keep telling people, people may not like it, but I keep saying the white man did not bring the gospel to Africa. Come on. The gospel had been in Africa before a white man ever thought of coming to Africa. Read about the Ethiopian Enoch. It's there in the book of Acts. The Ethiopian Enoch brought the gospel to Africa. It's there. So let's not start some, you know, you know, uh, argument and debate. You know, you see some people there in America. You know, it's it's the white against the blacks. No, no, no. Jesus is a black man. Who told you Jesus is a black man? Jesus was a Jew, but Christ, Hallelujah, is the Son of God. <laughs> Don't mind me this morning. Uh, uh, this is just the way I feel. You know, this morning. You understand? You will always need an identity to express your heavenly nature. Listen to this. Listen to what I've just said. You will always need an earthly identity to express your heavenly nature. No earthly dimension is allowed, is permitted to walk on earth without being given a body on earth. So I love my skin. I'm a black man. But I am not controlled, amen, by blackness. All right? Neither am I racist. No. But I love who I am. Because every aspect, everything about your life, amen, is tailor-made. Is tailor-made. Is designed by God to express who you are. So nobody is superior than you and you're not superior to anybody. What defines you, amen, is your position in God. What defines you is the ranking you carry. Is the ranking you carry in the spirit realm. Alright? Yes. We are all the same. Different colors, different race, but who we are, amen. You've got to see it by the realm of the spirit. There are some people they they carry one star. You see, when you look at them spiritually, they've got one star. Some people got two star, and some got three stars. They're generous. When you see them, you salute. You give them a salute. When you see them, you give them a salute. They can be white, they can be black, they can be colored, they can be whatever. When you see those three stars, four star. You give them a salute, sir. Because they are generous in the spirit. They are elders at the gate. They may be wearing tatter clothes. They may not have color on their neck. They may, not, they may not have chains on their neck. Come on. They may not have some cap on their head. And those things I'm mentioning don't even make you nothing. Let nobody fool you, South Africans. Southern Africans, don't let nobody fool you with their garments and think this the garment defines who they are. The garment means nothing. Let me let me let me speak this morning. Those garments, I see I see men of God these days Coron, doing coronations, ordaining people, and then they give them garments. They give them garments. My brother Ricardo, you know, I've, I've spoke to you about this before. We've talked about this before. I always tell the truth. 
because you see the prophetic sees the future the prophetic speaks from the eyes of the future i know where those things is going to end the people all those people that are being given garments you see why you why do you wear the garment why do you wear the chain why do you wear the color to give you some sense of you know uh, a respect identity uh, you're a man of god listen to this men may recognize that but in the realm of the spirit you think the devil is looking for your color <laughs> oh my oh and when he's ready for you he comes for you he give you he, he gives you with your color it will break your home with your chin he will destroy your marriage with your your regalia come on he will make you sleep with somebody in the church don't let nobody fool you that's a wrong image we're projecting to the people when we continue to do things like that we're telling the people we're telling our children we're telling those that are coming up that this is how this is how we must worship God. That if you want to be approved of God, you need you need somebody to pour oil on you. You need garments. You need a uh, staff. You need uh, you, you you need to wear the fish cap. In this twenty first century, <laughs> you see, these people have they have completely they have, they've completely lost touch with the world, with what is happening in the world. They've lost touch. They've lost touch. Can't you see that the church is becoming more irrelevant? What they call church is becoming more irrelevant. Nobody is listening again. The people that we want to listen to us are no longer listening. Because all the charades, all the, you know, chandeliers and all these things we built, we think that we are under the old covenant. People still want to take us back to you know to you know to Israel to the you know to the old covenant. People are still carrying shofar all around, thinking that when they blow the shofar, it means that the power of God. All of us shy that if the authority of God is not in you, for all I care, you can blow that horn till you grow blue in the face. Nothing is gonna happen. You think having a horn, blowing a shofar makes you a prophet or makes you an intercessor you're lying you some you've bought a lie oh come on isaiah have mercy on the people my platform is a platform for truth for truth lover it's a two-edged sword the lord told me this morning my word is a two-edged sword in fact i was opening that scripture wait 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 no no, no. hebrew 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 4 12 let's read it this is are you tracking with me are you still there or you've left <laughs> for the word of god is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword it pierces even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit joint and marrow it judges the thoughts and the intentions of the heart god spoke to me this morning about this word The gospel we're preaching in this new day it's not the gospel of nationality it's not the gospel of some identity cook up from god knows where it's not a gospel that is limited to a tribe to a culture it's a gospel of the kingdom the kingdom jesus said if my kingdom is of this world uh, then i will fight hallelujah if my kingdom is of this world then i will fight the kingdom that we subscribe to the kingdom we came from the kingdom that we are in is not of this world so we dare not use the things of this world to want to interpret the things of god 
So the word of God is cutting us. This is the day where the word of God is going to be cutting. The word of God is now cutting us. It's going to cut off and expose all right, that lie, that falsehood, that false belief. The word of God, yes, is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God, the word of God is doing some, you know, cutting. We're being brought earlier to the theater of the spirit and they, they're cutting us. They're cutting us. They want to see what is in. They want to see the heart. They want to see the core. Yes, it's a day of circumcision. Let no, you see, when you look at, when you listen to some of the prophets in America, when, they, when, they, when they're talking about the, the things of God, they always exalt America first. America, America. And, and that's good. I mean, it's, it's important. I mean, I love it. I pray for America. I love America. I love the nation of America. That's I'm, so. I'm not saying that's wrong, but in the prophetic, when you are dealing with the things of the spirit, you must be blind. All right, to your environment, so that God can use you to see the things, or else how you grow up will shape the environment you live in. Where you grow up will shape even your prophetic gifts. It is one of the most dangerous things happening in our day today that our prophetic utterance, that our release of the things of the spirit is captured and shaped by our environment. I mean, I love Donald Trump. I love, you know, and I believe God chose him. Not because somebody said it. I believe, this is my personal belief, that God chose, and I've, you know, I've, I've finished my material that I'm going to be dealing with on, on Jezebel. I finished. Oh, you, you you want to listen to that? Let me use this platform to tell you. You want to listen to this series I'm going to be doing on Jezebel. All right, the architecture of unveiling, exposing the architecture of Jezebel, and we're going to be dealing with this from a global perspective, not just from one little myopic. You know, Jezebel is a woman that wear lipstick. Come on, that they preached that 30 years ago. We can't be preaching that today. <laughs> Come on, we can't be reducing Jezebel to a lipstick. So we want to track this powerful spirit. So I know that God raised, you know, uh, uh, um, Donald Trump to to fight and challenge certain narrative that are you know that have been entrenched within the culture, within the within you know within the the culture of um, of, of America, within the political culture. Let me, I think I should put it in context, all right? Because there's a narrative, all right, that has been promoted has been promoted in america all right that that gives us just one one face one aspect all right and that one aspect carries an agenda that you know that wants to control that wants to rule the world and they were almost succeeding through obama and i mean if hillary clinton had won that election <laughs> god knows what we'll be doing today god knows so, so you know, Donald Trump was, you know, was was a checker, was a was, you know, was a was a card got played. There was nothing that suggested that man winning election. I mean, this guy was just, you know, a, a rich man, you know, doing business into his, you know, a real estate business, and you know, and a showman. <laughs> He's a showman. I mean. I still, I still remember watching some of the news on CNN back then because I don't even listen to CNN today. I don't listen to CNN again. They're all fake news. 
So when 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 uh, Obama, excuse me, when uh, Donald Trump says CNN is fake news, I believe it. I believe it because I track I track things. I mean, I listen to news, I follow things, I read, I see what's going on. As a prophet, you must, or else your prophetic understanding will be limited. You'll be seeing things, you right, just through one narrow path. When you read scripture, you can interpret and you cannot, you know, look at things in the natural and say, this is that that was prophesied. You see, that's why you cannot be a prophet and be living on one mountain and don't understand what is going on around you. All right. This is a day where amen, a prophet must be sound. Not just in the things of the spirit, but sound, amen, regarding political, you know, economic, amen, social life. We've got to have it because the word of God is being fulfilled, amen, in our very eyes. But the concept of the fulfillment of the word of God is different from how we saw it in the scripture. So you've got to take scripture, amen, and interpret it within the reality, within the context of the present day. If Jesus was alive in our day, how do you think Jesus will be living his life? Jesus, I'm sure, will have a laptop, will have, you know, an iPad. Amen. Maybe you might be even using an iPhone because you've got to use what is available in your generation to express the kingdom of God. Doesn't make those things devil. Amen. And doesn't mean that those things must control you. I mean, Jesus back then, I mean, he rode on a donkey, even though they may say, well, a donkey is the most expression of humility. That may be true, but he rode on something. He rode on something into Jerusalem. Which is a prophetic expression, amen, of his authority, of his power, amen. And they laid palm trees and all these things, amen. These are all prophetic connotation that in our day, amen, if you are entering from Jerusalem, how do you enter Jerusalem? What would be the platform of entering Jerusalem? Well, I'm entering Jerusalem today through this platform called, amen, Facebook Live. That anybody, amen, from anywhere in the world that are connected to me can listen to me. Yes, I'm talking many things, my brother. <laughs> that, that's why I say, let's listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Let's listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. The Spirit of the Lord is saying so many things. I mean, I'm loaded in my spirit. Sometimes I will, God help me. That's why heaven has given us platforms like this. Alright? This is, this is a sacred day. I keep saying it. Listen, I keep saying it. We don't know for how long we're going to have platforms like this. Who knows? A Joseph might wake up the next tomorrow, next year, and decide to you know clamp down on you know uh, uh, Facebook and YouTube. In fact, YouTube have begun. YouTube have begun to clamp down on religious you know broadcasts and things like that. YouTube have begun it, so it's not something that next year. So we don't know what's going to happen. That's why you see, whenever I have the opportunity, I feel the stir in my spirit. I come on on air. The greatest thing that happened to me is the fact that I'm able to at least to have a stable network. It was a battle before. You see, that's why technology plays into the things of the spirit. You've got to understand this: that when you are struggling with technology, you're struggling with connection, you're struggling with data. That is the devil trying to stop you from hearing, from accelerating into the things of God. You've got to understand this. Our prophetic you know, you know, capacity has, has to be upgraded so that we can pick things. It's like a, you know, it's like a satellite dish. You are able to pick every activity in the space. You are able to pick activities in the space. Amen. Yes, you, you gather data. You gather, you're, you're gathering the datas. 
all right then you've got somebody to process the data okay this is what god is saying about the economy this is what i mean i know i know things god is saying about the economy of south africa is going to get a bit worse that it gets better because god is trying to you know bring certain power certain principality certain spirit down god is trying to expose them but beyond that god is also awakening the heart of the young men in south africa to begin to see that you can no longer depend on the government for your sustenance i keep saying it i said it some time ago i'm saying i'm going to say it again it's high time that young people in south africa begin to leave south africa You've got to leave South Africa and go to places, all right, that can help you upgrade and mature, all right, your 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 entrepreneurial capacity. Not, not even just people in the business, even some of the pastors. There are pastors in South Africa that have not traveled out. They've never traveled out of Southern Africa, out of South Africa. They don't even know or how ministry is being run outside the world. They don't know. They, they're blind. They, 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 they're myopic. They're limited. All right? And that's why when you know, foreign you know, ministers or, or missionaries come to South Africa, you know, they see them as rivals. They stone them. And because they don't have an understanding that hey come on you cannot be myopic you cannot be nationalistic in, in your in your ministerial you know expression you've got to go out it is jerusalem it is judea it is samaria it is the utmost part of the world come on don't be blind at least if you cannot go out begin to find out what god is doing that's why you've got youtube that, that's why you've got facebook find out that's why you're hearing the voice of this crazy man this morning all right yes because i'm here i've been sent here to help you understand amen the nature of the days you live in so that you can align yourself you can streamline yourself amen to the current demand of the spirit that makes you relevant or else you become irrelevant why you think you're building something big Whatever you think you've built, if they take that same structure and put it in the context of some other territory, nobody will even know you. Nobody will know you. Nobody will recognize you. Because you're just a local champion. There are apostles who are, who are being called apostles, but they're local champion. If you take the apostolic grace or apostolic anointing and you put it within the context of you know, glo global, global activity, global affair, you won't find them. Because they have no voice. They have nothing to say. They don't know what to build. They have no capacity to interpret. You see, if you cannot interpret, how then do you know which, which material to use to build? Come on. Oh, come on. Yes, I agree with you, my brother. I'm touching so many things. I don't even know who's chatting with me. But I believe somebody's chatting with me. go back to donald trump yeah so i believe god chose donald trump all right to disrupt i said there are four things god is doing in our day god is disrupting the system which means the church and the and the world system so don't just think the church is god, god is disrupting the church it's going to be a disruption of the church all right that disruption is going to lead lead us to i think a realignment i can't remember the way i put those four but the first thing that we're seeing right now is disruption. Okay, I think after disruption, there's going to be a reorientation. Yes, there's going to be a, a reorientation. After the disruptions, when there's a disruption, you see, there is chaos. <laughs> there is chaos. When Once there is a disruption, have you ever been disrupted? You feel your world has come to an end. Everything is looking crazy. You just wonder, Lord, where do I start from? Yes, they will disrupt your normalcy. You know, everybody think, oh, we're so secure. We're secure. We've got everything. I've got that nice job. I've got that nice family. Uh, ah, 
you think he, he said what to him who sit at ease in zion god is shaking troubling the waters he's troubling the he's troubling the waters troubling the waters yes he's troubling the waters yes god will raise one crazy person in your ministry to shake to disrupt things in your family in your business all right aha uh-huh. then we will know if truly the wisdom of god is in you or is the wisdom of the serpent did god actually say that you must just be quiet and turn the other cheek look at look at what this person is doing are you going to respond did god actually say you mustn't say anything did god actually say aha uh-huh. this is when we will know if indeed what you claim you know is truly what you know or is just some the- the- theology and theory and you know some untried truth a lot of us carry untried truth untried principles because we are like parrots you know we hear somebody talk about it we just carry it, and we also just go oh the kingdom of god hey apostolic reformation the kingdom of god ah huh? We just bo- 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 yet those those principles have not sat within our hearts. You see, for a while I'm going to sit on this concept of David, the technology. David is a technology for us. That's how you extract truth. When God gives a truth, Amen, in a season, you don't leave it. You don't. You don't. You don't read it and just hardly get excited and be looking for the next thing there's no next thing you've got to stay on that one single word until you extract amen all the values all the principle amen all the things all the juice whatever it is that heaven is saying you've got to extract out and I, the more i look at that scripture the more i'm like god this is so so go back to you know uh, donald trump obama so god you know the agenda of this globalist people all right who are basically you know from the order of what they call the democrat there's nothing democratic about those people they've got an agenda and their agenda is to rule the world so so don't think it's about uh, the color of the skin no listen to this obama was part of them so oh it's a black man oh come on stop that. <laughs> that that's a narrative of a blind person don't you understand that among among the fellows among cult 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 people that that when you finally come into their their you know their their community as long as you are able all right to qualify to stand for their belief their philosophy you can be green you can be yellow you can be blue you can be white <laughs> you can be black as long as your philosophy subscribe to what they want to promote as an agenda you are accepted you become a brother it's called the brotherhood so so they would defend that person with their life you see the church doesn't understand that i'm talking about cult real cult so so obama is he has his color has nothing to do with his with his with his agenda he promoted amen an agenda that has been there for 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 decades for hundreds of years there's an there's an agenda that certain people amen are established in america and they wrap it up in the name of the american dream come on wake up <laughs> that's a nightmare <laughs> wake up now listen to this if you want to grow you want to develop you want to become anything in life and you have the resource 
or you have an opening to go to America, go there because it's a hub of information. If I have the opportunity to go to America, I will go to America. All right, and I will come back, amen, with tons and tons of materials because you know it, it, it's, it's, it's a pot, you know, it, it's like uh, it's like your Caesarea Philippi. When Jesus got to Caesarea Philippi, he asked the people, Who do men say the Son of Man is? Because in Caesarea Philippi or the America of our day, amen, you find the best philosophers you find the best brainies you find the best of the best they're all there because it, 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 it's it's a place it is a transitional point it's not a place to live you see people who go to america want to live in america you make a mistake america is a place you go amen and you, you pass through as a transition to your place of call to your point that's why you see listen to this that's why i believe that you know, uh, somebody like Donald Trump will continue to, you know, uh, uh, push this, uh, you know, uh, this narrative of, hey, guys, you're, you guys are too many in America. You've got, because America is not a place designed for you to go stay. It's a place for you to walk, get money, all right, get material, get educated, get resources, and live there. If you want to stay there, you're going to be in trouble. The system will the system will, will, will turn against you. So you see, we've got to understand, you know, the nature of nations, what what nations are designed for. You see, today that's why prophets are not talking about this, you know, because they don't know. Alright? People say, ah, uh, um, Donald Trump is a racist. He's not a racist, he's promoting the agenda of God. And part of the agenda of God is hey guys. When everybody comes to America, then it makes it difficult for others, all right, to come and develop themselves and leave. There's a pressure, there's a strain on the economy because of the, you know, and this is why, you see, this is why, you know, those who are against the principles of God, all right, are opening, you know, uh, 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 the gates of, you know, of, of, of immigration. They say, no, everybody must come in. Everybody. I mean, who builds a nation with an open border? Oh, come on now. How would you build a house without a gate, without a door, and everybody can just come into your house, take whatever they want, and just leave? It doesn't make sense. And then you call the man a racist. That's one side. The other side, America is a place for justice. God, you see now, God is changing the, the topic now. America is a place designed for justice. In other words, America, by design as a nation, prophetically, should stand to defend other nations that are being bullied, other nations that feel weak. They are designed, God gave that blessing to that nation, amen, not to police the world. There's a difference. There's a difference. Not to police the world, but to defend weaker nations. That's why, amen, that nation was blessed. So when people like uh, uh, Kajoki, you know, the, 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 the Saudi journalist, Kajoki or whatever they call him now, all right, the Saudi journalist, all right, that was killed in Istanbul and Donald Trump did not stand up to challenge the Saudi and say, hey, no, 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 I know that we are, we are hard allies, all right, but guys, you have gone beyond your point of duty you've gone beyond your poor your, your point of call you should never have killed this man and you will you will suffer for that he should have done that but you see because maybe because he didn't have you know the right prophets to say uh, uh sir 
you need to stand your ground on this case you need to tell the people it doesn't matter let them know if they decide to want to go he say they want to break away from us let them break away from being an ally but you have to because this is a nation designed on justice it failed on that point and i will always point it out you know uh, uh, Donald Trump failed on that point. He should have. He should have fought. Listen to this: the religion of the man does not matter. He says he's a Muslim. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, you see religion. God doesn't. See, God sees his own son. God sees his child. God sees a human being that he died for. You see the point that I'm making now. That's why the way we think has to change. It took me a while to come to this level, to come to this understanding. Yes. We are all being changed. We are all being, the more we look into Christ, the more we look unto Jesus, the more they will upgrade our sight, the more they will upgrade. You see, that's why I keep saying most prophets, all right, in America, all right, in, in fact, I will mention one of the names. I, I didn't want to mention it, but I, because you see, when I mention the name, it's not because I want to castigate the man, but because I want you now to begin to, you see, when, when you begin to read his material, because I've got a lot of his material. I'm just trying to look for one of his material here. I've got a lot of his material, and that's Rick Joyner. One of the most advanced, one of the most, let me not say advanced, one of the most mature prophets. But his prophetic understanding about the things of God, amen, is still pro-America, not pro-kingdom. You see, you can talk kingdom and try to connect things about the kingdom to the narrative of a nation. No, you can't do that. You see, you, you, are, you are first a kingdom citizen before you become an American citizen. So people like, you know, and this is very subtle. In fact, me, me and a friend of mine, we've been on this issue for years. Just like, just like uh, Kenneth Hagin, I mean, was, you know, pro-America in his concept. In fact, to some degree... I mean, he showed signs of racism. Does it mean that the things he, he was sharing were, were, were not true? No, they were true. In fact, I mean, I've shared this testimony that, I mean, I got healed by listening to one of Kenny Higgins, uh, you know, tapes back then. Man and Miracle. I will never forget. Man and Miracle. I got healed of ulcer. So, so you see, gift is one thing. The nature of the kingdom is another thing. Oh, come on. This is a seminar now. Oh, Lord Jesus. Now, this is, we're touching things here now. I'm just trying to see. Oh. All right, guys. Because this, this, I don't actually know who is following me. I just see a few names there. So, so. Did you see what I'm saying? I mean, Kenneth Hagen. Kenneth Hagen. I love Kenneth Hagin. I mean, I listen to Kenneth Hagin. They talk about the in, the in the days of faith, late 80s, early 90s. I mean, I've got stuck tapes of Kenneth Hagin. That's how I buy them. I used to I buy Kenneth Hagin. The only person that I didn't really like so much back then was Kenneth Copeland. Because I didn't like his flamboyant, you know, you know and the way he talks. And he, I thought he's changed. He has not still changed. But back then, Kenny Hagen, when you talk about the word, I love Kenny Hagen. And that's because my pastor was a Hagen man back then. But beyond that, as I grow, I still love Kenny Hagen. In fact, while I was, you know, uh, 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 when I came even into the apostolic, the Lord told me, 
back then. He said, go back to some of those foundational truths about faith. And that was my saving grace. So I went back to Kennedy to, you know, your uh, 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 Casey Price. You know, I went back to some of those things and the, those things were giving me balance because because the apostolic people now began to run to the extreme and I, I'm calling them say, guys, guys, you, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. They're not listening. <laughs> and God, the Lord told me, you've got to balance this thing. So, so I thank God for the kind of prophetic, you know, grace God has given to me. The fact that I can mix my prophetic grace with a strong doctrinal foundation. It saved me and it has kept me till this day. Or else by now, I would have been swept away. So because we can, we can run, we can, we can just get excited and run with one move. And not understand that one move, amen, is designed to complement the past move. We build is precept upon precept. You, you cannot embrace one move to kick the other move. No, you've got to build on it. So this guy began to destroy the, everything people had done and said in the past were wrong and error. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going to accept that. Sorry. And that was why we, did, we, we, we differ and we departed. <laughs> but thank God, amen, I'm still here. Do we want? So, so, but I'm talking about Kenny Hagen. And this is not something, maybe you can find it on Google because uh, I remember uh, uh, Fred, Fred Casey Price took Kenny Hagen on on this issue of race. And it was a big thing back then in America. Casey Price took Kenny Hagen on this issue of race. Now, come on, your message is, is a bit racist. And you see, if we don't have insight, why am, I, why am I emphasizing this? Because the nature of the days we live in demands that we have, you know, sight, advanced sight, illuminated light, a light of the glory. You see, light are in degrees. There are light, there are light to preach the gospel. There are light to behold the glory of God. You see, you've got to understand that light are in different wattage. The days we're living, we've gone beyond 30-fold light. We've gone beyond 30, 30, you know, 30, 30 watts, 30 wattage. We've gone beyond 30 wattage. In fact, we've left 60 wattage. We're pressing into some glorious that if you have to look at that light, you have to close your eyes or else that light will blind you. The Bible says in the degree of that light, there are no variableness. Neither the shadow of turning. A light without shadow. <laughs> I love this. A light that does not cast shadow. You see, the light that I have here, you can see shadow. You can still see shadows. Real studio lights don't cast shadows. They eliminate the shadow. If your light is still casting shadows, it's not light yet. In him, there are no variableness. Variableness. Yes, you talk kingdom. But your kingdom is still is still is still murdered by you know by your you know uh, culture, you know by your you know your Zulu culture, by your Nigerian Yoruba culture, uh, by your Igbo culture, by your uh, 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 what do you call it your colored culture. I don't know what culture they have in uh, in uh, 
in Botswana, my brother. <laughs> you understand what do you understand what I'm saying? The more we grow in the kingdom of God, the more we eliminate the shadows of our culture around us. Now that's a word. That is a word. So you need a prophetic sight to point at the shadows. And you need humility to address those shadows. Or else, the pride of your culture, the pride of your national identity, the pride of who you are as a Nigerian. You know, my people are very proud. We're proud people. You know why? Because we, 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 we do things. An average Nigerian will tell you, they, they, they do things. They are entrepreneurs by design. So that ability to achieve, just like the Jew, you know, and and you know, a normal natural any Jew you find, they're very, they're, you know, there's nothing like the, I can't. They, they they get it done. That's why they're very rich. The ones the Jews that are in America, you see, they're in control. They're in control of the economy. They're rich. So that pride is there. We say, who's who's Jesus? Every culture has got amen, a reflection of pride. In fact, it is the pride that maintains the culture. Now I'm touching things that I have to go back and listen to again because I love what I'm talking about. You see, we take our culture into our Christianity. So when you say certain things and people start getting angry at you because you're touching, ah, you're touching the real thing. <laughs> you're touching the tail of the serpent. Yes, you're touching the tail of their wisdom. Now they, they say, no, 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 no. You, you're, 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 you're not, this is what they call it today in the world system. You're not gender, okay, the one they say you're not gender sensitive. And the other one, you know. But, but, but basically what they're saying is, you, you don't talk about these things. You've got to be politically correct. I remember when I came to South Africa, and I used to say things like, why is it that every year you're celebrating this Maiden's Day and you see young, young children, all right, in the name of culture and their entire body is exposed. You can see their breasts, you can see their nakedness in the name of a culture. What kind of a culture is that? I curse that culture. And I remember I used to say, people say, no, 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 yeah, this is a... What kind of a culture that, that dehumanizes another person in the name of saying you're giving dignity? Is that a dignity? No wonder there is AIDS. No wonder there's HIV. No wonder people are raping and killing because you unleash the spirit of, of perversion and lust in the name of maintaining a culture. Ah, do we touch those things? These are things that apostles are supposed to be touching. These are things that people call themselves, you know, prophets and fathers in the land are supposed to be touching. No, no, no. Do, do they talk about it? No, they don't talk about it because they have no balls. They have no power to talk about these things. So before, before a child grows and develop and become ready, alright, to marry, that person is already compromised. No one that South Africa and Southern Africa have got the highest, one of the highest rate of divorce in the world. Have we sat down to ask ourselves, what is the cost? What is the cost? What is the cost? That our teenagers are just getting pregnant like, you know, you know, like, you know, <laughs> like anything. 
You just get pregnant. I did, a, I did an article some time ago. South Africa is sexualized society. It's there on my blog. You can find it. You can read it. And I did it based on a research. Based on a research that is done by South African uh, uh, um, statistics community. So it's, this is not something that I just cook up. No, I did it based on research. That they say, you know, children in primary school are more sexually active. More sexually active than children in secondary school. So, so you're talking about children in primary school. You're talking about your seven years old to maybe about 10, 12 years old are sexually active. And I've seen that. I've, me, I've seen that. I've seen it. Sometimes in the evening, I'm walking around, walking around, and I see what these children are doing. And I challenge them. And I said, hey, if you get this girl pregnant, are you ready to be a father? Are you ready to be a father? Do you know what you're doing? You're touching this girl in places you're not supposed to do. To touch. Are you ready to be a father? <laughs> they just look at me. Many of them know me. Oh, they just say, pastor, oh, pastor, pastor, pastor. I mean, it's so bad today that, you know, our elders, they even just, they take their face, they just look somewhere else, they walk away. Don't you understand that certain things, activities that we do unleashes certain spirit into the air? The same thing in churches. Most South African churches, most, I didn't say all, most South African churches Amen. Their young stars are captured by sex, se you know, sexual, you know, scene. Particularly those ones in the choirs. They just slip around. They slip around like, like they don't care. Don't fool yourself. Come on. This is a day of light. What did I say? In the day of light, there are no what shadows. What do you do in shadow? You hide. Look at what Jesus said. He says, because the children of this world hmm, love darkness. Because they love darkness. See, when you love darkness, you will not what? You won't love the truth. Because you hide. You need darkness to hide. But I can assure you, when we hide in darkness, that's when the enemy can also get us. And finish us. So let's not deceive ourselves. Let's let's open up. Let the light of God, amen, shine upon us and expose the demons that are hiding, that are locking around, so we can be free. You see, you see, we're touching so many things. So we've got to understand why nations, why society are established, the purpose of God. It is if your message is captured. Or is basically centered to what people want to hear, what people love within the society, within the community. Then you you're captured. Then, then you have no voice. 
that in fact you're not representing God because God doesn't want you to tell the people what they already know. He wants you to tell them what they don't want to know or what they are, are hiding from or what they are ashamed of. Yes, Adam, where are you? That's the word. Adam, where are you? Yet am I, Lord, I'm naked. Help me. You see, the more we talk about this thing, the more it gives us light. What am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm giving us light. When you see amen, an activity amen, of Atalia in your community, expose it. Talk about it. Deal with it. When you see amen, an activity, and if you can't talk about it, get somebody that can talk about it. If you see amen, the activity of Jezebel operating in a place, in a nation, in a community, talk about it. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm going to be dealing with these things. You see, let's not kid ourselves. There are certain things that matter before God. The issues of justice. The issues of righteousness. The issues, amen, of, of peace. These are the things the devil doesn't want to talk about. He wants us to talk about, ah, yes, have faith to get that thing. Believe. Just, you know, continue to pray. Listen to this. Our prayer must be done in the context of what the Spirit of God is emphasizing. Or else we are hypocrites. We are just basically hypocrites. You don't want to build your life, your ministry, your, your home, your family on hypocrisy. Alright? It's a double-edged sword. It will cut you as it's cutting them. Yes, that's, that's the ministry of the word. It cuts you. It says, for the word of God is living and active. It's not dead. The word of God is living and active. If something is active, you can't tame it. You can't stop it. <laughs> you say to the word, uh, stay here. Okay, I'll stay there. Just stop preaching. Then God just mm, arrest, your, arrest your voice, arrest your mouth. And begin to talk about things that people don't want to hear. They say, oh, here comes this one again. Yeah. That's why prophets, true prophets, are not loved. They are not appreciated. But they are the guardians of truth. You're going to hear it. Even if I don't want to talk about it, and decide, oh, I'm going to take my face away. God says, okay, I'll allow you. Just begin to speak. You see, you start on something. You start talking about something. God sees, the Holy Spirit sees your mouth and he begins to emphasize what he wants the people to hear. I've learned that long ago. So while I prepare, I love to prepare. I, I mean, I've, in fact, hardly would you find me preach a message that, is, that are not documented because I like to make my research. I like, that's why, you know, this teaching, that I, I mean, I could teach on Jezebel offhead without, you know, having doing any study i could do but i knew that i needed to really make my research you know follow principles and it, it has taken me three weeks to put this material together and today i think i've got you know 35 pages of this manual on jezebel 35 pages yesterday i did the last you know um path the characteristics of, an, of the architecture of the spirit of Jezebel in the society. I think, we, I think I did about 21, 21 characteristics you find. So it's not just, I mean, I could preach, but I like to take time and look at what the Lord is saying and 
personally, the Lord speaks more to me while I'm writing than, you know, just preaching. But I also, I also think that, you know, when you put things down, it also allows other people to be of benefit, all right? Particularly those who will honor what you have said and who are ready to, you know, assist in it. Not just people who take the word and run away with it, but it can be a blessing to you. And say, My good God, three, three weeks you've been on this thing. And I mean, every day I spend nothing less than six, seven hours just putting this thing together, putting this thing together. And then somebody just take it and oh, just read through it and that's it. Come on, be a blessing to the man of God. We don't need to go somewhere and start making noise, you know, and, and cajole people. No, look at what this man is a blessing to the body of Christ. Be a blessing to him. It's a principle. It's a kingdom principle. Oh yes, we, we, we are going to talk about these things. Because this is a day of light. There are no there are there are no areas that you say, oh, these are no go areas. No, the fact that people have perverted giving doesn't make giving perversion. It's still truth. It's still the truth. You just need to move away from the perverted one, amen, and look at the right one and do it. Praise the Lord. Yes. So we we're dealing with you know a condition where our life must come, amen into divine alignment go back to where i started from all right i still remember, I still remember all right all right i remember i said i was going to talk about a guy all right but but the word of god amen is sharper and I, I i came to this concept of the word based on you know what, what we looked at two shall be on the bed one shall be taking the other left two shall be in the field one shall be taking the other left and i'm saying that our our life amen our life, the kind of life we live is a reflection, amen, of either our values and, and acceptance, amen, to the things of God or our rejection of the things of God. So you don't have to go to a particular place. You, have to, you don't have to be doing some particular thing that looks spiritual, amen, to, 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 to express spirituality. Everything we do, amen, is an expression of spirituality, including how you dress. Because you're dressing your dressing, amen, is a reflection, is a picture, is an image, is a message to those around you, to those coming behind you, that this is how you must look. The way I dress is a reflection to my children. Yes, it's a reflection. Everything you do is a message. A few days ago, I was preaching, the Lord said this word to me, all right? That true leadership does not lead from the pulpit. Leads, leads from a position of lifestyle. From a position of lifestyle. So our lifestyle must be authentic. So if I dress in a particular way, alright, I'm basically, because people honor me, they respect the grace of God upon my life. Imagine, just imagine right now, people see me tomorrow, I put on a collar. I've got a chain. A big cross. And I'm wearing some blue or purple i don't even know i know that those colors have their different degrees <laughs> and i'm i'm with a you know with a with a fish cap when people look at me and say what happened to this man i keep saying it i've said it before i'm gonna say it again our message in the kingdom is both exterior and interior don't tell me that the exterior doesn't matter. It does matter. If it doesn't matter, the Lord will not have been so you know, precise about the measurement of the building of the temple. About what, how, color, 
the elements, the furnitures that must be used. Everything God asks his people to do, amen, are given with accurate precision. I was sharing with somebody, of course I'm not going to mention his name, but if he's watching me, he will understand, and, uh, and this is fine, because I've already dealt with this. We'll talk about, you know, praying with, you know, a prayer shower, showel. Have you seen, have you seen uh, uh, Christians, pastors, I wish I've got something here, leaders, they've got these prayer showers, the showers, or showers, they call it. That they take from you know get from uh, Israel, you know, and they put it on their head, alright, and they say they're praying. While that means nothing, but that is also a message you're passing to somebody. That for you to pray and for your prayer to be answered and for God to, you know, for you to feel close to God, you've got to have that. Now that's tradition. You see what we've done? We've brought tradition into the things of God and we elevate that tradition without even us saying anything about it to the point that everybody now wants to get a prayer show. And that is perversion. That is corruption. That's Judaism. There's a difference. Many pastors, that's why I keep saying South Africa, I'm sent to this country so you can stone me. If you don't like it, it's fine. But I'll tell you the truth. I, I didn't come for you to love what I'm saying. I, I, I came to tell you the truth in love. And I'm saying this in love. Not because I'm trying to calm down people. No, but I'm saying it in love. Because you see, we want to be ready. We want to be a people ready. Prepare for the Lord. Come on, friends. We want to be a people prepare for the Lord. Alright? If we have to be doing all these things. Adding all these things. You know, a prayer shawl. You know, a, a, a mantle, you know, a, a, some God knows what we do. The point, the question is if we don't do those things, are we lesser anointed? Are we lesser men of God? Are we lesser saints? What is behind those things that we are adding? Don't they connect to? You know, the tradition that we came out from. Oh, that we, in fact, claim we came out from. Because those churches we call traditional churches, these are the things they do. I mean, look at church like is, is it ZCC. We've got uniform. And many of them like that. Let's understand something deep. You see, we have we have moved beyond just it's good. We're coming to the more excellent way. You know, there are things that I would have loved to do as a as a prophet. I would have personally just loved to do them. But because I know that everything that I do must be in line with the nature of a New Testament, of a new underline of a New Testament believer. I don't do them. So I ask this prayer show. I, it, it might be innocent. You may it may just be something you love. But show me in the New Testament. Alright. Show me in the New Testament where this thing is validated as something that you must do. You see, everything we do, everything we stand for must be 
in alignment with the New Testament doctrine. The New Testament doctrine defines to us the culture of the kingdom. Even if, listen to this, even if Jesus used a prayer shower, alright? The scripture is silent about it. <laughs> even the silence of the scripture regarding certain things is a message. The silence of God concerning things, amen, a message. In other words, they are not the main thing. So don't make the lesser thing the main thing. Hallelujah. Truth will set us free. Doctrine is the power of lifestyle. It's not the accumulation of knowledge. A true doctrine will reflect Christ to you. Will not just give you a sense of knowledge. Then you argue with people. No, that's not doctrine. Doctrine is to tell you what is good, what is acceptable, and what is the perfect will of God. Doctrine will show you the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. All right, let's go to First Samuel seventeen fifty-five. That's the scripture we're tracking. Hallelujah. As Saul watched David go out to fight the Philistine, he asked Abner, <clears throat> the commander of his army, Abner, whose son is the young man. I really do not know. Well, find out who it is. The king told him. As soon as David returned from killing Goliath, Abner brought him to Saul with the Philistine's head still in his hand. Tell me about your father. Young man, Saul said. And David replied, his name is Jason. And we live in Bethlehem. We'll pick up from this point next time. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you glory for your word is amazing. What a life we have in you. What a place, what a position you've called us into. Thank you. Thank you for truth. Thank you for the power of truth. May we love truth, oh God, more than we love ourselves, more than we love any other thing. May we love, may we be lovers of truth. Because if we don't love truth, everything we stand for, we will lose. It's only a matter of time. So I pray this morning, Father, give us a passion to continue to love the truth so that your spirit will continue to take us deeper. Yes, the deep will only call to the deep. 
And until we love truth, we can go deeper. The truth is the excavator that takes us deeper into the realities of your speakings. So we pray, oh God, that you continue to draw our heart, stir our heart like you stir the heart of Zerubbabel and the rest, that you will continue to stir our heart in line with your truth, in alignment with your desire. May we never get to a point where we think we have received enough and we're satisfied. No, Father. Give us an unsatiable passion for truth, for wisdom, for purity, for holiness, for righteousness. Find in us a place to lay your head. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Well, think we've come to the end of today's broadcast this morning broadcast i really want to thank you so much everyone i want to believe that what we have shared this morning like if, like somebody said i'm touching on i've touched on so many things yes that is the nature of the days we live in we've got to have capacity to pick the various frequencies of the spirit and process them so I want to thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, uh, Brother Ricardo, for joining. Thank you, my brother. Bukusi. I'm trying to pronounce your name. Boy Kwetuso. All right? Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Ah, my brother Giwa. Hey, it's been a while. How you doing, sir? Thank you so much. I hope you were blessed this morning by the message. Hey, my dear sister Nkumisa. You're always a blessing. Thank you. God bless you. May the Father continue to perfect his will and purpose in your life. All right. Okay. Let me read. You wrote something here. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Yes. Yes. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom of God. Amen. The kingdom of God is righteousness. These are, these are the characteristics. These are the components that defines the kingdom for us. It's righteousness. It's peace and joy. So whatever we're doing, and these three things are not there. It's not the kingdom of God. We must, we must find a different route. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Apostle Godfrey, for joining Also, We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Amen. Yes, the new Jerusalem is from heaven. Amen. It's not, from, it's not of the earth. If it's of the earth, it's corrupt. <laughs> if it's of the earth, it is corrupt. Amen. So our dimension of existence must be from that which is from above. That which is from above is above all. Amen. That's the nature of the second man. The second man is from this order of life. Jesus came from this order. Amen. And we've got to live our life from that order too. Okay, thank you. Amen, sir. Amen, indeed. I'm just trying to read some of the comments. Amen. Amen, indeed. Tracking the mind of the Spirit of God. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Uh, Thank you, Rian. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Thank you so much. Rian, real. Amen. And everyone that um, I might not be able to, you know, uh, call their name. In fact, I think I did call everybody's name. But uh, in case you're watching, thank you so much, everyone, for joining this morning. Um, looking forward to 
another time. I'm sure tomorrow I should be back here again to share with us uh, uh, in our, on our morning devotional series. And hopefully next week, by God's grace, we should quickly look into um, the concept of Jezebel. We want to deal with that because we live in a day where we can see the footprint of Jezebel everywhere. Everywhere is everywhere. It's everywhere. We are almost being overrun by that spirit. So we want to look at what God is saying. All right. Remember what the Bible says. You shall know the truth. And the truth that you know will set you free. So that's basically what we're doing. So for us to have truth, we've got to know truth. And for, for us to know truth, we've got to labor in the word of God. All right. So this is my calling. This is my ministry. I'm a laborer in the word. I labor in the word. That's why you must support me. All right. That's why you've got to support me. I don't have any other job that I'm doing. This is what I do. This is my calling. This is my life. And I'm called to the body of Christ. As I'm called to this nation, I'm called to the body of Christ. So we'll continue to resource the body and continue to be a blessing to the church and continue to produce resources that will allow the church right, to be focused, to be in alignment. Right? And we will honor and respect those who honor us. That's the principle of the kingdom. All right. Uh, and yes, so that's what that's where we stand. We'll continue to honor those who honor us. And may God continue to bless those the Lord is using to be a blessing to us. At least, you see, the fact that you're able to watch me live is because somebody, all right, God is using somebody to be a blessing, to sow a seed. Or else I will not be able to come on live. So uh, that's something we always we should always remember. The fact that if you see Isaiah come on, on air and his life is broadcasting, it's because the Lord touched somebody, all right, to do that. So let's let's be a blessing, right? Yes, and um, when we're done, when we're done with um, the, the concept of Jezebel, then I'm going to be starting another series. In fact, I shall start material on that now, on what is defined as kingdom principled marriage. Kingdom principled marriage. Kingdom principle marriage. We're going to look at that. What is marriage in relating to the kingdom of God? You know why I'm looking at all these things? Because these are things that are begging for answers. They are calling for answers. They are, you know, demanding, you know, our voice. If you look at churches, I, I sometimes just wonder how... Homes have been shattered within the church, not even within the nation now, within the church. You know, divorce here and there. People that you thought, oh, they are so spiritual, they, they understand. So what's going on? All right. Why? We went, so we want to look at, you know, so, you know, want to look at that. There's such a misrepresentation and confusion regarding what marriage is. By the way, I've been teaching on marriage, you know, while I was in Bible school. Bible school, 1991, I was, I've been teaching. In fact, they used to call me marriage counselor back then, you know. And that is because I'm a principal person. But, um, yeah, everything is God is time. So, I, I sense this is a time God is awakening this thing. You know, two years ago, or three years ago, by the way, yes, the Lord began to speak to me again about it, you know. And uh, I, I felt I needed to, you know, Put certain established foundation in my own life and in my own, you know, marriage and relationship, right? And I think now God is saying it's time to speak on this area. So we will go to, we're going to be dealing with that, all right? And with that, we're going to be dealing with being single, all right? What does it mean to be single? Because, like I said, everything God does in our life are tag 
with purpose and objective. So if we don't know the objective or the purpose of our season or our time, we may just be under pressure. Somebody may just be forcing you and say, hey, mister, you're 45 now. What, what are you still doing single? Well, you know, and things like that. So we don't get married because we are aging or because we feel, uh, um, you know, we have to. You know, whatever uh, agenda or purpose that is leading us into marriage, we've got to ventilate that, you know, within the concept and mindset of Christ. So we, we want to deal with things like that. And look at how marriage can accelerate our prophetic, you know, purpose in the Father. Yeah, this is the purpose of the prophetic, you see. So now we're separating, amen, the wrong voice from the true, you know, true voice. So if you're talking about the prophetic, you're hearing the voice of one, all right? It's about, you've not been prophesying. Well, I've been prophesying, it's just that you're not listening. <laughs> you're not listening, all right? So we're going to be doing more of that. Thank you, everyone. You know, have yourself a wonderful you know, Saturday with your family. God bless you. Keep praying for me and I'll continue to pray for you. See you soon again. Bye-bye.